morning and Jesus is in the boat with us. I just want to ask for someone today. It doesn't matter what storm you're going through. He's got you. He is there. He has not forsaken you.
Okay. I don't want to meet somebody this morning.
we're all growing in our faith and love for Jesus every day. And he expects nothing more for us to be committed to him and to have faith. All we have to do is believe. If you don't understand everything, then pray. The Lord will give you all the answers you need. Let's practice our faith for Dear God, I thank you for this day. And I just thank you for all the family and faith we have. God, and that you would just bless everyone here today. And that we would all be cheerful givers because the Lord loves a cheerful And just bless this time and offering and help it to go to good places, God. Thank you so much. Sunday, we are a multi-generational church, amen. 
If you don't know what that means, is we got little ones all the way up through those not so little anymore. Those that are in the wisdom of their years, all right? So, and, and, and we love that about our church. Everything we do as a church is geared towards our big family. We don't do things in the church just for a certain segment of people. Amen. We're multi-generations. We think that way. But, but also within that, being, being a, a family church, when I say that, I don't mean we're a family church because we have a lot of young couples with a lot of kids, which we do. Um, what I mean by that is that we, we have a broad range of, of families like that, and we have grandparents here, and we have, we have those who are single. But it's everyone that's good and great. And we are a family when we come together, no matter where you're at in life and your age and, and your, all that kind of stuff. So we believe that we're one big family, so we take time to do this uh, every once in a while, just have the kids with us. And, and I know we segment out the kids all the time, and sometimes it's used, but I think it's important that we worship as one big family sometimes. Amen? Amen. That's what we're doing this today. Now, having said that, before I get into my message, we have a baby dedication today. So, this, so our newest member of our family, all right, is... Is Mr. Connor Brown. So, if Drew, if you guys want to come down, why don't you come down? You can come with if they want to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate Connor this morning, and this is a special time, amen. Amen. And, uh, yeah, let's Well, we love to grow the church in a couple different ways by people coming in and salvations, right? We also love to grow the church this way, and we love to see our family of faith growing. So, why don't you guys turn around and face us here? Hey, I'm going to read something. We're going to pray over him, okay? So, we, we, we always think these kind of things are a special kind. And it's a significant occasion that, that we're here this morning. And like we find in the scriptures, Mary and Hannah, they brought their children to the temple for to be dedicated to the Lord. And, you know, the Bible said, Jesus says, let the little children come to him, come to me. And do not hinder them, for such belong the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And we know the Bible says, well, the way that we come to him is in childlike faith. So in other words, the children, we work as a church to bring the children to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and part of what we're doing here today is, is two things. We're dedicating Mr. Connor to the Lord. And, uh, but we're also dedicating that we as a church are going to do whatever we can to partner with you to help raise him in the admonition of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And that's what we do as a family of faith. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, to train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We believe that. Amen. And we believe that we're sowing seeds. And, and, and what I love about youth and children's work is, is at a church that we, we sow seeds that grow trees under which we may never sit. In other words, we're planting for generations. And that's what this is all about. So, we want to pray this morning, just a simple prayer of dedication. And, and believing as a church family that A, wisdom for parents, strength for this guy as he continues to grow. I'm sorry. He got all the brown I think I want to that. I'm not getting for mom. I'm just gonna, we're just going to be right here. See if I get back here with the dollar. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So prayers for you and the family, but also, uh, again, that we have a church family, that we're, we're in this together, we're growing together, and we're helping one another. Amen? Amen. So why don't you step back a little bit? How about we step down here? You know, I'm not going to grab them. Let's, let's come together and pray as a family. How about this? I'll pray with you. Stretch out your hands towards us this morning. Lord Jesus, we come together as a family of faith to dedicate honor this morning. And Lord, so wonderful the life that you bring into this world. So purposed, so designed, so destined by you, Lord. As the scriptures say that you knew us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And this is the manifestation of that. So I pray for this young boy right here, Lord, as he grows, that he grows in you. I pray that as he grows, he grows in wisdom. I pray, as the scriptures say in Proverbs 2, 6, the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth, and knowledge, and understanding. I pray this, he's always in wisdom. That he's always about the Father's business. That he seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So all the other things in life will be added unto him. I pray, Lord, that he learns what it says that, that he must flee from, from sin and the things that were tempted and, and try to bring him down. I pray as a family that they grow together. And this is a strong family unit, Lord. And I pray that, that this family unit it is in you and they're by you and they're for you. And I pray we as a church today, Lord, that, that we are bound together also. That we're dedicated together to help the Brown raise this young man in any way they would ask for us to help. So we just dedicate Connor to you in the Lord. That he is trained up in the Lord. And as he is whole, he will not depart from it. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. 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 Discern what is of you and what is not of you, Lord. I, I thank you for a strong sense of discernment. But I, I just pray that all the, all the kids in this house, Lord, that they are being built by you, built by you, strengthened by you. Lord, that your spirit is strong and leading them in God. And I pray the conviction of the Holy Spirit is always, always sharp and clear in their life. That these are young people who are the future generation of the kingdom of God. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, about that? Let's get our Bibles out today. We're going to go to Acts chapter number 16. So, one big family Sunday. We always have what we call one big story for that Sunday. And we're going to be talking about Paul and Silas in prison. So, Where's all the kids in the house? Kids, wave your hand around. You're, you're a kid in here, wave your hand around. Good to see you with us. And I know some of you are, I'm still a kid, I'm young at heart. You can wave your hand around too, that's good. We'll, we'll take that. Now Josh, Josh did try to get one of the coloring pages. He was told no. Alright, so, sorry Josh. Yes, you have to pay attention. Alright. We believe in the importance of passing along our faith. Um, you know, 
we're here today because of the work of the Holy Spirit over the last 2,000 years since the birth of the church. Amen. Amen. And the faith that we have received, we don't make it up. It's not like government. We can't do it with what we want. Bend it, shape it, but it's been given to us, and we pass it along to the next generation. That's our job. So when we get together for one big family Sunday, we are assured as a church that's what we're about. So Acts chapter 16 and verse number 16. I actually got uh, a couple guys helping me to read this morning. All right, so where's Gavin at? Get Gavin on. profit and gain. I mean, that's not a good thing. 
And Paul and Silas eventually, who Boaz throwing up, they, they cast the spirit out of her, set her free, and now the guys lost their way of making money. They weren't happy about it, right? Okay, so finish reading here. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Okay, so they were doing the work of the kingdom. <laughs> And they ended up being beaten and thrown into prison. Now, have you ever been thrown in jail? No. Good. Keep it that way. All right. Well, thank you, Gavin. I appreciate that. Now, you think about this. Here are Paul and Silas doing the work of the kingdom. They actually set this girl free, but was not appreciated. As a matter of fact, it went the whole other way. They're arrested, they're beaten, they're thrown into the inner prison where they're thrown into stocks, they're chained, and all this different stuff. But as Gavin just read, the response to their situation meant everything. How many of y'all have ever found yourself in a bit of a mess? Let me see. You found yourself in okay, some trouble, some trial. Uh, even, listen, even when you thought you were doing the right thing, Thing. How many know that doing the right thing still gets you in a mess sometimes? They were doing the right thing. I mean, they set this little girl free and let her appreciate it. Went so far the other way, they found themselves in prison. When you find yourself in a mess, how you respond means everything. You write that down. How you respond means the whole thing. So Paul and Silas, when they were thrown into prison, now you gotta understand they were just beaten. They're probably still in shock from it. They're thrown to the inner part of the prison. The response to the situation they found themselves in, the response to the mess they found themselves in was to do what? Pray. To pray. To pray. And now, now sometimes I think that, that's a pretty common response. But then the second one kind of you know bothers my mind a little bit. They were singing hymns to God. They were worshiping. Amen. They're in the middle of a mess that they're not quite sure how this is going to turn out, right? And their whole response immediately was to pray and to start singing hymns to God. Yeah. What you do when you find yourself in trouble means the whole deal. So, so what do people often do? Well. Well, often people just start to complain. Yep. Why am I here? This isn't fair. Why did this happen to me, right? So a lot of times it's a lot of complaining. Um, often, often, people find themselves in these spots and they immediately lose hope. Yep. Kind of fall into a, a what was me pattern. Sometimes uh, they find themselves in these spots and they, they start thinking, well, if it's raining, it's probably going to start pouring and we just start waiting for the other shoe to drop. It can only get worse. And you can imagine Paul and Silas sitting there. They're not sure what's going to happen. They could be facing some sort of death. They don't know. This may get worse. And, and just wait for the other shoe to drop. Some people actually blame God. I can't believe you're letting this happen to me. Right? Especially when they were doing what they thought was right and good. 
and doing what they thought God would have them do. Now they're in a spot and they're just like, well, well, gee, that's the last time I'm doing that for you. Kind of, kind of have that attitude, you know? But people had a lot of responses, but the response of Paul and Silas being thrown into prison was to pray and to worship anyway. Yes. And you've got to put that anyway after the worship part. They, they began to sing hymns to God anyway. See, people who understand and those who are growing in, in wisdom, when you find yourself in a spot, often you'll stop, you'll take stock of what's happening, and then you pray. And then because you know you have cast your cares upon him, and you know God is who he is, then you can still worship anyway. That's what they did. Now, this is not a denial of their situation. So sometimes we, we think about, well, uh, especially when we start talking about like confession and things like this, we kind of have to be in denial about our situation, saying faith. No, faith doesn't deny your situation. Faith engages your situation. Now, I'm here right now, and it is what it is, but I am going to pray, and then I'm going to worship anyway. The biggest thing you can do when you find yourself in some mess is cast your cares upon him. Because he cares for you. Again, we can start complaining. We start going, well, with me. We start, we start wondering what's going to happen next. We may start complaining, God, stop. Stop, take stock on where I'm at, however I got here, and the first thing I'm going to do is cast my care upon the Lord. Because he cares for me. And because you have done that, then you believe he is who he is, then you worship and you worship anyway. Now, I don't know about you, but but for those that were listening to Paul and Silas in the prison, it is late at night. They, they could have they could have just simply went to sleep and tried to recover from, from the beating they just took. They began to worship. Must have been it must have been a, I, I don't know, maybe they were kind of, what are these guys doing? Why would they be doing this because of the situation they're in? You realize that when you pray and worship anyway, and people that know the situation you're in, they wonder, why are you like this right now? Because most everybody else is going to be complaining, or well, it's me, or complaining God, or something like that. But you're praying, but you're not just praying, but you're worshiping. Why would you do that? Well, because we believe when we pray, we give it to Him. Now, He's going to be the God who he says he is. And because I've done that, well, I'm going to worship anyway. One of the most powerful things you can learn to do in your life is to worship beyond your understanding. You know that? To worship beyond your situation. I don't understand all this. I don't get all this. I'm not even sure how this is going to work out, but I'm going to worship God Anyhow, that's a powerful thing to learn. Eugene Peterson says that when, when you worship, it interrupts your preoccupation with yourself and your moment and attends you to the presence of God. That's what you need to learn. That when you find yourself in a mess, learn how to attend to the presence of God because you need Him. And you need His presence because with His presence comes contentment, comes peace, and all these other things. When you try to go through your mess alone and you've got a part of it, then, then all you get is just you. 
But when you attend the presence of God beyond your prayer, you're constantly inviting Him into your situation. Amen. You learn to worship beyond your understanding. So, when we do things in church like we pray together, and we do things in church like worship together, we do it because that's what we do when we come together. We're doing these in years to the strengthening that happens there. But it's also teaching you what to do when you're not here. Amen. So, kind of like this. So, when we worship this morning, right? And we, 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 we sang some songs of worship, we sang some songs of celebration, like the last song, Rattle, and the one before that, Raise the Hallelujah. Notice, by the way, Raise the Hallelujah in the presence of my what? Enemies. We didn't say, okay, before we, before we sing today, how many of y'all got a lot of problems? And everybody went, oh, guess what? Too many problems, we can't worship. <laughs> no worshiping today. Too many problems in the house. We even ask. It's not that we don't care, but we're teaching you what to do when you're not here in the middle of your problem. Because I'll tell you what, we, we can sit around and talk for a couple of hours about what's going on in everybody's life, right? And it could be a lot of stuff. It could be like an emergency room almost. But we're saying in the midst of whatever is going on, we've come together and we are worshiping together. Because this is what we do when we're not here. And if we can learn to be in our mess and, and pray and worship anyways, well then God is always involved in our mess. And then he is the God who will do what only he can do. So praying and worshiping in the midst of mess keeps you in faith and it keeps your faith active. It keeps you in belief. What is faith? Active belief. Trust. It keeps you in faith, and it keeps your faith active. It's your engaged in your situation with God. Now, faith isn't an end to itself. Faith is my faith in God. And faith in God and what He will do. Amen? So what do you do when you're in a mess? Stop, take stop, pray, and worship anyways. You know, people do that, by the way. When life gets crazy, sometimes they quit going to church. Isn't that right? Well, the biggest thing they need to do is get around other people that can occur. They've got to get around an environment that says, we're going to worship anyway. We're going to pray. We're still going to get into scriptures, even in the middle of your situation. Get to church. Because it helps you. It strengthens you. It keeps, keeps, you, keeps you challenged to be faithful anyway. Amen? All right. So, where's, where's Kristen at? Kristen, you ready? You've got the next. Everybody say hi, Kristen. Woo! We're going to pick up where we left off in Acts 16. And he's going to go from 25 to 31. Okay? Is that what you were expecting? Okay, good. All right, go for it.
trial, the circumstance, whether it was your fault or not. Pray, worship, and keep the character of the Christian faith in you. Because ultimately, God will prove himself faithful, and those around you, there is a witness to saying, you know what? In the middle of this mess, they responded with peace and contentment, ultimately joy. My goodness. Wouldn't it nice to be able to be that way? Yeah. Right? That God is, you will be amazed at times that when you're in a mess, how much God will use you in that mess beyond yourself. If you respond the way you should. Amen? Amen. 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 Alright. One big family Sunday. Kids, give somebody a high five. High five all around, kids. High five, high five. There we go. It's good to have the kids with us. So how are we going to close out today? And uh, have some of the younger people helping out. I'm going to the elder station of our church. Tom, if you would come for me. And Tom is, is I love Tom. He's so full of wisdom. And he's a in our church. Plus he's a great electrician and all sorts of stuff. I'm going to have Tom close us in prayer today. Okay, I want you to pray blessing on all of us and all the generations here, okay? Father God, we come to you today we, with blessings and joy. We love you. We ask your blessings to be upon everyone in the church, especially the children, the young ones. Let us all remember that it's our duty to help raise them children. The old thing about a community raises a child. Well, our family church raises our children. We bring them up to be followers of you. You are everything to me, everything to us. We love you, we praise you, and thank you. Amen. not Wednesday night, we'll finish up our study on the book of Philemon, and have a very, very good week, we'll see you soon.